You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's up? What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much once again for joining us uh, and listening to this Detroit Life podcast. We are on episode lucky number seven, bro. So I, I am just, I, I'm so excited because we're growing. It's people are listening. People are buying t-shirts, which is very important to this. <coughs> uh, I am joined in studio as always by producer Paul. Hello, hello. Paul, how are you doing today? Uh, doing well. Yeah, I've been a, a, a little uh, busy. Yeah? Yeah, but um, I got Continuum coming up this weekend. I've been helping plan that. I don't know what that is. Continuum is a sci-fi fantasy like fandom convention. We got gaming, uh, books, uh, movies. NerdCon. Yeah. Big, Which is also, I'm not knocking it no, at no. all, dude. I think no, that's phenomenal. Big, big, big NerdCon, but a lot of fun. We got like vintage video games coming. We got an artist alley for people who Yo, that's awesome, art. man. Yeah, big vendor hall. Dude, you know who you need to talk to is the guest that we have in studio right now today. Who's that? Dude, so, <laughs> man, uh, you put me on the spot like that, right? So uh, my, my guest actually needs very little introduction. Uh, he's, an, he, he's a man about town. If you've ever really been to an event or heard of some of these events that I'm about to list, you've met Scott Rutterbush. He, uh, he, he runs the Eastern and Eastern Market. He's a partner at Le Petit Zinc, which is a wonderful little French cafe in Detroit. Phenomenal if you haven't checked it out. And also uh, is the owner and operator of a little organization you most likely have heard of called Dine Drink Detroit. How are you, Scott? Doing great, Michael. Thanks for having me. Dude, I, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm thrilled it. that – thank you so much for making the time in your schedule uh, to come through. Just right. listing and, and looking at kind of your bio here, I don't know where you find the time, bro. Right. This is. I think this is our first official scheduled – Meeting, yeah, I think so too. I feel like we ran into each other like a hundred times. Yeah, Just yeah, give all, or take. all random. Absolutely, this is our first like actual on the calendar. Well, dude, it's start- time. absolutely it is, dude, it is. So, which is great, and we will get into like the meeting and the business aspect after, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually met you originally through uh, one of our previous guests on a show, Mr. Godwin Iantugi. Yep. Uh, who you know, I got to tell you, he has nothing but great things to say. He insisted, like, just give him a ring. He'll come through. He, he's got so much that he wants to talk about. And uh, so, I mean, what do you have going on right now? Right now, uh, coming up, our next event is uh, Garden of Evil, which is our annual Halloween uh, costume party at the Garden Theater in, uh, in Midtown. Beautiful theater. And uh, it's great. The last couple of years, we've had uh, over 2,000 people. Holy shit. So we sell out <laughs> every year. Yeah, it's huge. And everyone dresses up, and we just turn the Garden of the- garden Theater into the Garden of Evil. Uh, some of the best DJs uh, in town. Uh, obviously, bar. Uh, we'll have food. Um, it's going to be It's a great time. It really is. Like, it's a chance to, like, Halloween, I feel like, it's one of the fastest growing, you know, holidays that are out there for adults to really yeah, sure, indulge in. Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, it's, always, it's socially acceptable to socially, indulge. You know what I'm saying? Acceptable. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it's always a Saturday before Halloween, so okay. it's uh, it's always on the weekend. So this year it's on the 27th of October, and uh, it's just a great time. It's one of my favorite events that we do um, throughout the year. I'm not going to ask what you're going as this year because I feel like it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. I'm but working on something. I'm looking at you. I'm thinking. Tarzan. Tarzan. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know okay. why. What, what have you been in the past? What do you dress up as? I was an Uber driver. 
one year. <laughs> what, what is, would you just wear a hat and a ripped shirt? Right, and a, like... and a, and a little uh, tag that said, I'm your Uber driver. <laughs> and I had at least a half a dozen people came up to me at the end of the event asking me for a ride. Well, dude, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can kill two birds with one stone, right. might as well mix in. You know what I was last year? A banana. A banana? Yeah, it was just a banana. Wow. I bought, well... Dude, it's a pretty simple costume. I just went to the Halloween USA, and it was the only one that was left. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what have you been for Halloween? Um, I haven't actually gotten to dress up for Halloween. You know in what? Quite we can't. We got to be uh, careful because Paul could just dress as an Uber driver. Yeah, true. Because he would just look exactly like this. Yeah, because that's right. what he's working right. with, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember some years ago, a buddy had a Doctor Who themed Halloween party. I went as the fourth Doctor. I've never seen a single. Um, well, it's part of that NerdCon. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it and is. And then uh, there was another year, my brother had this uh, orangutan costume. Okay. Where gloves, the torso, sleeves, and the, and the mask and everything. It looked pretty good. And I showed up at my buddy's door and that didn't say a word and they just let me in. And Come I, on And then in. like half an hour, I just sat in the corner of the room drinking a beer through this mask. <laughs> And they were just looking at me, trying to figure out who I was. Sure, sure. And then another buddy showed up as an angry banana. So, yeah, well, so there you go. Nice epic uh, beer pong showdown. There you go, man. So, okay, and one more time. Where is it at? It's at the Garden Theater. Okay. 3919 Woodward. Perfect. And uh, it's on October 27th, which and is a Saturday. Where can people get tickets right off the bat? Uh, Garden of Evil, Detroit.com. Uh, okay, perfect, man. So uh, you have put on some of the dare I say, best events that the city is offering right now, right? So you've done, and I'm just going to go down the list and then double back and want to hear sure, like, sure. so you had Burger Battle. Yes. You had the Taco Showdown, which was like, which is basically like the best taco right. in the city, right? Right. Uh, and, and new this year, you did something called Drink Pink. Correct. Which okay. is a rosé event. What, what is Drink Pink? So is that, this idea was that uh, rosé is a continually Dude, it's growing. growing category. Yeah, yeah. I've and I've been drinking rosé for for a while, so it's something that I'm personally passionate. about. Why am about. I not surprised, man? You know, man about town rosé. Rosé yeah. is just like there's something about it, you know. There Dude, really I fucks with the frosé. You right. know what I'm saying? The frosés yeah, are good yeah. too. You yeah. know, I've had some good ones. I've had some bad ones. I'd say Apparatus Room has probably one of the best. Uh, frosés that yeah. I've that I've had this year, but um, yeah, and it's a category that's uh, spilling over into other. Uh, category. So there's a couple of vodka co- companies that have come out with ro- rose infused vodkas. Uh, Angry Orchard did, has done a uh, cider okay. with, with rose mixed in. Had it. It's great. Yeah. So, you know, and then also just taking rose into like a, we did a French 75 oh, uh, with yeah. rose and Hendrix gin. Sure. So that was like the opening cocktail. So we really want to mix it up and not be just a wine event. We want it to be all, that's why we call it drink pink instead of instead of rosé something because sure. we wanted to to incorporate more than just uh, rosé, which we had over 30 different rosés to taste as well as a few different cocktails. And we had the uh, Angry Orchard uh, cider beer. Um, so I did, we just think that the drink pink idea, and then we also wanted to um, encourage people to dress up in pink sure, as sure. well. So it's just a fun event. Um, I think you know wine sometimes can be pretentious. Really, and sometimes it can scare people off. Yeah, I think there's some people that I well, talk dude, there's to. There's just so many like, well, you can drink this with this meal, yeah. and some bottles can go like. I there, there's one that I like. It's six dollars. I get it at Trader Joe's. It's phenomenal. But then you go somewhere else, and, and you know you buy like a forty dollar bottle, and it's like you don't know what, and it could be shit, right? Yeah. So hundred percent. You know, the first rule for me is have fun and just drink what you like. Like, don't get too caught up in like yeah. pairings and. This and this and this, like price points, like just find something you like and go start there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And then and then don't be afraid to experiment. Something that I've learned in wine is the more you taste it, 
you know, the more that you find, you know, new things that you didn't realize that you would like. Sure. Well, it's an acquired taste too, man. Like you, you your first glass of wine is often you're like, oh, what is this? Shit? Right. <laughs> like tastes like vinegar. And then as you have more and more, you're like, oh. Yeah. So then you go to the sweeter one, and then you kind of work to a dry, and you work your way back down, right? Uh. So, but you know what. I had to laugh. You said there was a rosé infused vodka. Yeah, there's a wine infused vodka. Like that's how right. you know. Like, right. Now you know I'm, the category is getting huge. Yo, I'm here for a good time, not a long time with right. that. You know what I'm saying? Is, uh, is rosé the new bacon? Well, that's possible. I've never even thought about that, <laughs> Paul. That's a good. That's a good thought. It might be the new bacon. <laughs> I guess I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> what? Uh, so tell me about. Uh, we're gonna double back. The burger battle has been one of the most talked about and well known events that I. Have personally been to, and, and I mean, you hear so much about, right? Right, right. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, so it originally started, uh, it was actually uh, called Burger Brawl originally, and Fairway Packing yep. um, launched it sort of as a customer appreciation event. So it was an, their idea was to uh, um, really take their customers, because they're a wholesaler, so their customers are restaurants, right? So they had to take all the restaurants they work with and just do a fun sort of backyard-ish um competition amongst yeah. the restaurants and then it grew over uh the first uh, couple of years they did it and it got to the point where it be, you know it was it was more than just a you know that sort of customer appreciation yeah. and uh kind of kind of went beyond their scope of right. of what they do and so they they um canceled and said you know we're not going to do you know any more and i um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I had this idea of doing like, you know, doing different style of events and doing a food event. And so I was like, you know, burgers, everyone loves burgers. And I knew the guys at Fairway pretty well. So I reached out to them and said, hey, would you guys be interested in sponsoring a, a burger event if yeah. I did one? And they said, well, just so happens, you know, we've done a burger event and we just you know, don't do it any longer. Why don't we sort of revive some yeah. of the key ingredients of that while incorporating some things that, you know, some ideas that I had as well. And so we, we, we brought it back uh, three years ago. Um, and so and, and we changed the name to Burger Battle. Right. And uh, it's been a huge success in the sense that it's a, it's, a, it's a win for all parties. You know, some events are great for guests, but not so much for vendors. Yeah, yeah. Some are great for vendors, but maybe not so much for sponsors and whatnot. And so the Burger Battle, I feel like, is one of those events that really everybody really gets, well, gets a ton out of. Um, it's and, scaled appropriately. Scaled you know appropriately. what I'm saying? It's scaled appropriately, and it's one of those things that that everyone always talks about. Like, yeah. who's got the best burger? Yeah, when you find the perfect time to have it, it was it was over the summer. Yeah, people are out and about. Uh, but yeah, everyone asks. I mean, you watch even on like the travel channels and the food channels. That's yeah. what people are always looking for. And sure, like there's always this little like, not I don't want to say little, but there's always this battle of like, oh, what's better? What's the better coney? Like we've had that yeah. talk. Who's got the best burger? Right. Let's move into that. Like yeah. something that's an all-American food. Wh- who's got it, right? And yeah. it's it's done so well uh, that it then spawned into another event called the Taco Showdown. Correct, correct. So, you know, another food category that's uh, near and dear to my heart, you know, are tacos. Yeah. And it's a category Dude, that- Dude, I fucking love tacos. Yeah. Like you does. just say it, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. You know, I mean, Taco Tuesday every day is basically <laughs> what it comes down to. And- uh <laughs> Same idea. Same idea as like everyone's, you know, who's got the best tacos and, you know, those uh, who produce tacos or restaurants, they take a lot of pride, you know, in yeah. saying like, hey, my taco is pretty damn good. So and who won Who won this year's Taco Showdown? So we had a, um, a couple different categories. So okay. one was the judges. Okay. And one was the um, 
the People's Choice. Okay. And the People's Choice was uh, at a, a restaurant at Southwest. Um, to, I'm going to probably butcher the name, but El Nacimento. Okay. Nacimento. Nacimento. Sure. Um, I think. I think that's pronounced right. (laughs) I had to practice it with the owner a few times just to get all the right syllables. Okay. Uh, But their taco was, you know, phenomenal. You know, they really do a nice job and uh, was super excited uh, that they won the, uh, you know, the people's choice. Sure. And then um, there was the winner for the judges portion, right? So we had the people's choice. So the guests who came got a chance to vote vote for their winner, their favorite one. That's a great idea, too, man. Get everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get the, you know, the, if you come and you taste these tacos, you want to be able to have your say yeah. and who's your favorite. But then we also wanted to have a panel of, you know, judges. I don't like using the word foodies, but how about like people that know what the yeah. fuck they're talking about? Yeah, we had some people in the media. We had some people who, um, you know, who who know tacos and no no food. Uh, and we did a showdown in the sense of like, Kind of NCAA bracket style. Yeah, sure. I so dig we had, it, dude. Yeah, so we started with sixteen, and went down to eight, and then to four, and then to two, nice. and the one. So that was something that was very unique that we didn't do in the in the burger battle. And I thought it just kind of created a fun component to the event. Yeah. And so throughout the day, it was like we had a big bracket on on a video screen, and here are the sixteen, and here who's going against who. And the judges picked each round. The judges picked their winner, sure. and they just kind of moved on to the end. So torta taco. Out of uh, Saginaw, believe it or not, really came all the way down and took home the uh, the trophy. It was close. It what was, was it called again? Torta. Torta. Yeah, Torta Taco. Torta Taco. El Nacimento. Correct. Those were the two winners based on the two categories. They both went home with a big trophy. Nice. And 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 bragging rights. And really, that's 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 the key. You know, the the restaurants that win. You know, a burger battle. It was uh, Frida Batitas out of uh, yep. Ann Arbor, which is going to be opening in Detroit here in the next uh, year, um, as well. Um, a Latin kind of street food concept that's very successful. Uh, Eve's the 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 owner and the main chef uh, was very well known and respected in the industry. She's won back to back years, no doubt uh, for a burger dude. battle. She won. They won by one point over Tasty Burger. Yo, they don't ask how. They don't ask how. Yeah, one point a, a separation. Win's a, win. a win's a win. No room for stories in the scoreboard, uh, just just scores, and uh, you know that was uh, super exciting. Never had that happen before. And Tasty's was a previous uh, winner, okay, uh, two years ago, okay. They took home the trophy. Townhouse was there, and they were also a previous winner. So we had a really stacked uh, group of restaurants this year for the burger battle, and uh, you know Frida's uh, they they presented the same burger they did uh, two years ago, and they took home the crown. So we're excited for this uh, upcoming year. See if they can three peat. Yo, we're gonna link all of these uh, sites. Uh, we're gonna shout out their yeah. Facebook and everything once we post yeah. this. So uh, you can also go on dinedrinkdetroit.com and all the events are on there. All the links to all the events that we do: the Garden of Evil, Burger Battle, Taco Showdown, Drink Pink. All of those are on there as well. So that might be one. So what is Dine Drink Detroit? So Dine Drink Detroit was uh, started uh, six years ago. With this kind of idea of showcasing a city that was uh, ever growing, right? right? One of the fastest growing uh, cities as far as food goes uh, and restaurant and the, the whole scene. Dude, because it was a complete desert. And then, like, out of, out of nowhere, spots started popping yeah. up, popping up. Then all of a sudden, it seemed like all at once we have, like, almost like a, a, an amount of choice where you get overwhelmed, yeah. right? Yeah, the speed has... 
you know, accelerated, you know, astronomically. Well, it's it something really to be said about that, right? So they all, a lot of them shoot up, yeah. and, and ones that have that quality product, that quality service, tend to stick around a little right. bit longer, right? So Absolutely. in that same vein, Dyndrick Detroit has been here for a while, yes. right? So what exactly are you guys working on? What are you doing? What is it? So right now, you know, we're really focused this year on events. We really feel like that is um, an area that can bring, one, bring attention to restaurants, right? So our our idea was to showcase right and, and put on a pedestal these places not only that are that were new you know because that's always the the you know the media grab right that's what gets the the media attention is those new places that open but we also wanted to uh, be intentional about the places that have been here for a while right sure you know because you know even though the scene has grown a lot in the last five six years there are places that have made it, you know, last yeah. 10 years and 15 years. That were here long before that, right? Long and before. that's that's something I respect about Dine Drink Detroit is that you don't necessarily concentrate on what's new and what's hip. Sure, you cover that, but you're there with you're authentic in your approach to restaurants and and individuals that have been here and have worked through the tough times and are still here, right? Yeah. So every year you guys also put on something called Dine Drink Detroit Week. Correct. Uh that was one of my first I guess uh, I don't want to say experience, but like experiences with Dine Drink Detroit, uh, where you guys put out a menu and kind of make all these different restaurants accessible, uh, where where some of them have like these gigantic price points, where it's like it's almost a, a prohibitive cost or prohibitive price point. Sure. And then you guys come in and you work with these restaurants and you put together like and, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but like a three course kind of menu for a right. Like, it was like a drink and a food pairing for $15. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, we're, so a way to kind of taste uh, their menu, get a, get a feel for what they do. And then, uh, you know, that way you could, you know, decide from there, um, you know, what if you want to, you know, continue, you want to get more. Uh, but it's a way to kind of dip your toe in, in, in the water. So right, speak. without being intimidated by some of yeah. these choices. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. Dude. And some of it's just exposure. I feel like, you know, a lot of uh, – People that I know that that may not live in the city but live just outside the city want to come down and want to try new Dude. places. They're they're sort of overwhelmed by yeah. you know one all these new places that are opening and two like geographically they're not necessarily like hip to where to go. Yeah, and it's well, not like you can just like park one spot and then walk and, and walk everywhere. Yeah, what well, right? you going to take a fucking bird scooter? Right, you know? <laughs> yeah, get the birds now, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know people like to sort of be led, you know, and, and sort of be guided. And so there was a way to, um, and you can go on the website and you can see a list of restaurants that we've worked with in the past. There's there's about twenty or so that are on there right now with a map and everything. But that's you know really was our driving force was to. Bring that exposure to people who were looking to explore and tr- you know are interested in trying you know a place outside of Slows. You know I love Slows, but like that's yeah. a, that's the spot where you know everybody well, kind of goes. That was one of the first knows. ones that came that like yeah. kind of took a shot in that yeah. Corktown neighborhood. But and I love those Corktown's guys. Corktown's always been a neighborhood, you know. Right, and it's like okay, well I've been there, so what next? You know, what other yeah. places are there to go? Um, beyond just the the ones, the, the main munchies, ones, the big you know? ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> so and people want to be. A part of something, right? So, uh, like, and I and I've seen this. I mean, as a lifelong Detroiter, it's grown. People are looking for these events in these restaurants and these happenings, these different uh, social gatherings that they can come out of their kind of insulated areas that might be outside of Detroit, mm-hmm. come down into the city and partake in an event where it's not just them. They're not going to feel overwhelmed. They're not going to feel uncomfortable, and they can come down. and I think. Dine Drink Detroit opens that door for him. I think the Burger Battle opens it, and the Taco Showdown, and, and now the Drink Pink really opens up like an entire different 
area to individuals that wouldn't normally find it, right? Right. So, like, I, I think that's great, Scott. I think what you're doing is wonderful. Uh, what my question would be is, like, sure, you have these ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And God knows that I've got a million of them. Like, this podcast started, the website, this trailer, all started as just one of those jumbled ideas that's floating around and it just happened to, like, okay, well, I guess we're going to concentrate on this one and it's stuck for a bit, right? Right. How do you execute and follow through on some of these, man? Because these are not, like, your Burger Brawl, your Taco Showdown, these are expensive events to put on, right? Sure. There is very little room for error. How do you follow through on this? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is you're right, there are a lot of ideas out there, and you know, we throw down uh, 10 times the ideas that we actually do. Dude, I know. But ultimately, <laughs> at the end of the day, you, know, you have to sort of cast aside this fear of like failure, you know, yeah. because I think sometimes there's this misnomer that, hey, if you fail or if you do an event, it's not successful or, or if there's problems in an event um, that, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're try- sort of trying to avoid all those. And I think that sometimes that fear of that can paralyze us, right, from actually stepping oh, forward dude. and actually just doing it. And yeah. sometimes uh, business uh, events you know, life in general is, you know, is meant to be experienced and the, that's the best teacher at the end of the day. And you can study and you can learn as much as you want about putting on an event, but until you do it, you know, you're you're only going to be, you know, I'm going to get to such a level. And so, you know, our thought is always like, Hey, let's try to pick the best of the best ideas. You can't do everything, but let's, you know, get a list, pick the best one and then, okay, let's, Go for it, right? right? You gotta take that first step. You gotta, you know, pick, get a website, get a name, you know, get start a, building, start, start building, networking. get a location, and then you know, once you get those, uh, get a date, and once you get those kind of b- big factors right n- nailed down, then from there, you know, then you can start to formulate sort of the structure. But outside of that, I feel like you know, one of the biggest things for events that gets underestimated is your location is huge because that sure a lot of times people will conceptualize an idea. For an event before they pick a location, your location is so key to yeah. the success of the event. It has because, to be well known, has to be accessible. Yeah. Detroit has issues with parking, it has to be ample parking. Yeah. And you're confined to that space, yeah. right? Like one space versus another space, one might be twice as big. What's the layout? What's the, you what's know, the cost? Parameters? What's the, yeah, yeah what's there's the, a lot of uh, factors in return. Yeah. All those things. Like your location is. Um, you know, going to determine a lot of those things. So I think that that's something up front that we really try to like hone in on where we're going to do it as, yeah. you know, and I try to utilize a lot of the same, once you get familiar with the space, like the Eastern market is a popular spot for us to do events. One, because they're great to work with. And two, once you learn a space, again, that experience yeah. helps you for doing other events. Um, but, you know, just to get back to your question, the execution part of it, you got to jump out there. You got to do it. Obviously, talk to folks that have been doing it. If you're new to doing events, right. you know, getting in and, you know, finding a mentor can be helpful. But at the end I of the day- I think, you know, that's very important is finding yeah. a mentor in a field that you want to be in. Right. We talk a lot about being authentic. And, and I don't want people to get the idea that, like, this is easy because mm-hmm. it is not, no. right? Uh, I'm sure that you face struggles on the daily. Sure. And, like, we, we've highlighted a couple- Phenomenal events that are very successful, but I can guarantee you, and, and you don't have to say them if you don't want to, but I'm sure there have been events that have fell flat on their face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, you got to have a thick skin, you Yo, know, in this sure. industry because uh, even events that have gone well, you know, you'll get someone on Facebook that will, you know, blast you. This you place know? Sucks. Well, dude, so like you, you've got <laughs> some of these awesome events that are going on. 
And I feel like Detroit now has had a couple events. I'm not going to say which ones, but that are like national events that come in and, and kind of copy your model of like, oh, we're going to do a sushi fest. And mm-hmm. that one fell flat on its fucking face, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do a Chinese food fest. That one fell right on its face. So like, I, I think being authentic and being local that you're here, you like your successes can be high. Your, your failures are there, but dude, I, I, I admire what you do and I admire kind of the work and the sweat and the chances that you're taking and putting out there. What, uh, you know, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, but how did you get into this? What were like some of your first jobs where you were like, well, I guess I'm going to do this, you know, right, like, right. like I, I waited tables for a month, just stopped going. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was at Johnny Rockets right next to Fox theater, just stopped going. It was wow. awful. You know, I cut my teeth working at the mall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we, we all have those first gigs that kind of yeah. set us toward something. Right. What were some of yours? My first job actually was uh, washing dishes at uh, the Village Place in uh, Waterford. I was 13 years old. <laughs> sure, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was the only place that would hire me, let's be honest. When yeah. you're 13, it's not easy to uh, find a, a place that would take a chance on you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I did, and I you know, and then I uh, quickly, within a few months, I got uh, promoted, if you will, I guess, up to like busboy. Yeah, no, it's promoted, dude. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And so I got a chance to get out in the you know, front of the house, yep. you know, and just like – that opportunity to interact with the customers, to be able to, you know, have someone flag you down, hey, can you get me this? Or hey, I'm having right. a problem with this. And to be able to problem solve and, and to help people. And sometimes people would like throw you a tip here or there. And, sure. you're, and you know, even the, but the, the servers are going to, it will tip you out as well. Always got cash in your pocket, man. And, you know, yeah. And I, I just, that instant gratification of hospitality and that you're, you know, you know, people go out because, that's something that's a that's a treat, yeah, right? Absolutely. People are going out because they're you know most people don't go out every day, uh, right? We you know we do, but like yeah, guilty, <laughs> right? The average person does not, <laughs> and so when they do choose to go out, right? They're going out on a date, they're going out with a friend, they're going out. That's a that's a chance for them to have a good time, yeah, right? dude, But you're not always going out for pleasure. It's networking, no. it's business a lot well, of the time. Yeah, too. for me, you know yeah. What I'm saying, but the average the average person, it's not right. They're, they're it's for them, it's an experience. It's a so. The instant gratification of being able to give something, uh, give someone that great experience, yeah. right, and meet and meet their needs and meet what they're looking for on, on that on that night out, yeah. um, and then getting a reward back, whether it's right. a tip or whether it's the servers like saying, "Hey, great job." That was huge for me, and that was it's always been a common thread throughout my right. experiences is hospitality, whether it's an event, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a. Uh, um, you know, a wedding, you know, at the Easter. At the Eastern, yep. Can't yeah. forget to shout that. I think Paul has a quick question real oh. quick. Yeah. All right. Um, so I do a lot of ride share driving and shout out Uber or Lyft. Both. Both. Right got, on, you got to, you got to hedge your bets. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Let's bets. go on. Pit them um, one versus the other. Who's the best I pick value? up a lot of, uh, travelers from the airport, uh, tourists, which is really weird because there've been a lot of tourist people just here to see Detroit. Yeah. I always give them food recommendations, like some of my favorite places. So if you had to pick three places, breakfast, lunch, dinner, to recommend to someone coming into Detroit for the first time. Wow. Yeah, well, also real quick, we offer tours at thisdetroitlife.com. Ooh, so sure. it, yeah, we, yeah. Do, we do tours. We do food tours. We do uh, photography tours. We do any kind of tours you want. So actually, I was going with that. Where, where, where am I going on top three places? Yeah. Date night, foods, like whatever you're thinking, man. Sure, sure. Drinks, all, too, because I like to drink. It's always <laughs> it's always tough because, you know, everyone comes from a different sort of spectrum. Sure. Um, I'm asking you. Like, you right. do. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm over the map, you know. So, like, for breakfast, if you want to go, like, a nice, like, cool, old school, greasy spoon spot, like, I'd say the click. 
You know, that's my jam. That's a, that's a great spot for, for an omelet. Um, Try to keep for, it politically correct. I know that you're working a lot of event spaces and yeah, restaurants too. Yeah, so, so and I try, you know, Click's not a place that I ever, you know, that I, that I work for, I've ever done any business with, but I, I've enjoyed there. New school, I would say Dime. Dime store. Dime store is good. You know, and I like. Dime store is real good. And and if you (laughs) notice, I'm a big fan of like for breakfast. Like I don't. I try not to give recommendation to places that aren't open seven days. Like for me, like I hate when people give a recommendation for a breakfast spot and they're open like they're open Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah, or they do like a Sunday brunch and that's it. And it's like you know like. Uh, people who go to breakfast, like I want to go on a Tuesday, I want to go on a Thursday. So the, yeah. both those places are like seven day, you know, brunch places, right. breakfast places, and I think they both do a good job. And it represents like a place that's been here for a while, and then Dime Store's newer, right? But I think they do an excellent, you know, an excellent yeah. uh, breakfast, lunch. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, speaking to like uh, a place that's been here for a while, um, a little more hole in the wall, I would say like Taqueria El Rey. Sure, dude. Sure. I really got to get a spot, you know, in Southwest. Uh, I think Yo, you know Elroy. where I go? Senior Lopez, man. You just get a taco when you sit yeah. down. We yep. talked about that. I love that spot, mm-hmm. dude. That's a great spot as well. Um, El Rey is like you get tacos, but their their half chicken special is ridiculous. It's sure. like eight bucks, and you get half chicken, rice, and beans. It's kind of stupid. Like stupid <laughs> cheap. <laughs> it really is. I told the owner one time. I was like. This is like charge shoot. more. I feel bad. I want to just give you ten dollars. Dude, that's like, when I go to Senior Lopez. I just right. tip tip the bill because it's like, all right, dude, I, yeah. I get my meal. And that's no problem. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, and that's such an underutilized area of the city too. Is Southwest, yeah, man. It is. Like whatever restaurant you're going to, like just just go go check it out, man. If you yeah. want a Coney, go to Dooley's. Yeah. You want Mexican? Go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So all right, and, and dinner, and then I got one, uh, two more questions for you. Dinner, I would say, um. So we're on dinner. Dude, so so okay, how about this? So date night dinner. Date night. Go. Date night. You know, I've been really digging like for new new spot, like apparatus room, I think does a sure. really nice job. Um, you know, he's uh, Thomas Lentz is the only Michelin star chef uh in the city right now. Yo, in the oh, wow. the the uh atmosphere there is yeah. second to none. Yeah, what they did with the old you know, it's got that, you know, the way they did the design of old yeah. fire headquarters, high firehouse headquarters. I just think um you know, everyone I take there, if I take someone there, Blown away. They, they always, you know, have a great experience. They love the vibe. Um, the lighting, the, it, yeah. the you look, you can see straight up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know what another spot is that I keep sending people to on like a date night tip? Mm-hmm. She-Wolf. Yo, She-Wolf's dude, good too. we, I, I had an incredible meal there. Yeah. Uh, you know, in what's, uh, Chef Lombardi opened it up. It's yep. just absolutely amazing, right? All right, if I'm going drinking with the boys, yeah. where am I going? Drinking with the boys, new school. I would have to go with Candy Bar. I think that's, haven't been yet. I think I, that's you're the second person to say probably check out candy the bar. hottest spot right now as far as new spots. Okay, um, Deluxe Luck Flux is pretty cool too, but it's more of like a you know uh, you know more of a vibe. Like the drinks are good, yep. they're solid, but I don't know. A Candy Bar for me, I think, just puts it over as far as like its intimacy level. Is much higher, right? You know, it's just so drinking very, with the boys. Uh, drinking with the boys, maybe not candy bar. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's know. what I'm saying. Uh, drinking with a maybe, you know, maybe Thomas uh, McGee's. Thomas McGee's would Chuck be Aaron, high on my list. Honest John's. Go see Jameson. You, you know me, like a, I'm yeah, at Thomas McGee's. That's where I'd probably saw twice you. a week, dude. You know, my to be favorite, honest with dude. you, Eric's gonna, a good friend of mine. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Cadu Cafe as well. East Side, yeah. dude. Go Feather Bowling. Check it out, man. Yeah, Eric's the man. I hope to have him on here eventually. Anytime you want to go see literally any sporting event, 
that has ever been. Yeah. I, I rode a bird scooter up there one day. Ended up watching like the uh, junior and senior Gaelic league football. Yeah, like I fucking where is it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's not even on the ocho. That's on you know that's on something <laughs> completely different. But it really speaks to I think the heart of Detroit in that you have owners who really care about their business and are yeah. involved in their business in a way that you don't find in a lot of cities. And, and Eric's a good example of that. He's passionate about sports. Yep. So it's not and like cigars. It's not sports like 60%, 70%. He's sports like 110%, yeah. Yeah. right? Like he's got every channel you can possibly get on you yep. know direct. He shows all this, the soccer games, all the soccer matches, boxing matches, all the I mean, he goes really like Indy car the rate, yeah. Indy car, everything. Yeah, yeah. F1, everything, dude. So, and, and you know what? Shout out, uh, sh- shout him out. Shout out Thomas McGee's. Go check it out. It's in Eastern Market. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal place. Grab uh, a slice of pizza from Sapinos and then walk over into McGee's absolutely. and get a drink and eat, you eat your pizza while you're doing it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm saying, dude, all right, last thing, I want to pitch you an idea Okay. before we go. And you take this and do what you will. I just need a free ticket to it, right? Okay. <laughs> it's called Detroit Coney Days, right? Ooh. Stay with me here. So you know how on July 4th, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, there's a guy named Joey Jaws Chestnut, America's Hope, and he always went against Takuru Kobayashi. I don't see why with all the different Coney spots, and and I don't know, like people might not fuck with Coney's like that, but like maybe on a smaller scale, Detroit Coney days, who's got, like, let's find out who's got the best Coney. People always say American, Lafayette, whatever, but there's some other pretty solid Coney spots out there. Um... Do with it what you will, yeah. man. Uh, y- y- you like it, right? Yeah, I like it. Thanks. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I actually wrote, wrote down an idea a, c- a couple years ago, uh, King of the Coney. King of the Coney. There so you I'll go. I'll put it out there on, on this. The first Yo. time I've ever went public with the idea, but Ooh. I have it in my sort of hopper. King of the Coney during Detroit Coney Days, which will be yeah. a week weekend-long fair with fucking the Gravitron yeah. and all that kind right, of shit, right? right? right. <laughs> Dude, Scott, thank you so much for coming through. Uh I feel like again we we've barely even begun yeah. to dug in, uh, dig in shit. <laughs> uh, one more time, where can people find out more about Dine Drink Detroit? We barely talked about the Eastern. We didn't even hit Le, P- Le Petit Zinc. So and, much to talk about next dude, time. We're next time, have please. to bring him back. Yo, bring please. Back. So yeah. real quick, where can people buy tickets again to the Halloween event? Yeah, so go to dinedrinkdetroit.com. That's the best place. And then uh, there's a link right on the top of the screen that you can get tickets to uh, Garden of Evil, October 27th. Uh, find your best costume, find a date or not, find one when you're there. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, get your boys together, come out, and it's, uh, it's like I said, it's a great time. There'll be 2,000 plus people there. You want to do me amazing. a solid real quick? Yeah. All right. Can can we get a This Detroit Life podcast discount on tickets? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why don't uh, if you uh, send us an email? Okay. Email at dinedrinkdetroit.com. Okay. So that's the email address. Email, email at oh, dinedrinkdetroit.com. The word email, the word email okay. at com. Um, and mention uh, this Detroit life. And Man. how about your uh, your favorite spot to uh, to get a coney? That sounds perfect, in dude. The city, and we'll select uh, we'll select a couple winners. How about that? That sounds awesome. They get free tickets. Free tickets, dude. All right, man. If you made it if you made through this whole thing, please do that. Yeah. Uh, Scott, again, thank you so much for coming through. I, I can't wait to have you back again. Thank you so much. Appreciate right, it, guys. One love.